told a story last night of a Taoist master who lived by the one law, the, the way, the Tao, like this one does. And these wily, un, uncharted and unchartable ways were disturbing the rule makers, the lawmakers. And finally, they had enough, and they were going to go tell that master off. So they gathered a little posse. They got a bunch of people together and packed all the provisions and climbed the mountain ascended the heights and had prepared their argument against why the master should change the master's ways and finally spotted the small humble hut near the tree line and they burst in to the hut and lo and behold the master was completely naked adding insult to already numerous injuries what are you doing naked The master replied, the whole universe is my body. This hut is my underwear. What are you doing in my underwear? <laughs> so what are we doing in God's underwear in this Parsha? There's a concept of dira betachtonim a dwelling place below. So this week's Parsha is called Vayakel Pekude. It's some of the 13 chapters that the Torah dedicates to Mishkan making, the work of the tabernacle. 13 chapters. Sometimes this reading is spread over two weeks. So sometimes we spend four weeks reading the imperative, that, the instructions that are given to Moshe, and then the actual making of the Torah. Contrast that to one week of creation. Eight chapters of Revelation. Even Exodus from Egypt happens in less words than that. The Torah we know is supposed to have an economy of language. Even entire laws can be deduced from the addition or the omission of a single letter. So why 13 chapters? It's clear that God, and if that word doesn't work for you, source, spirit, the Tao, the place, even without a name, the nameless one, something makes a space for us. God makes our bodies. God made, makes this world. So for the Midrash HaGadol, the Mishkan is the human being. Every time we encounter a gold vessel, it's the soul. Every time we encounter silver, it's the body. Copper, the voice. The color blue, our veins. Purple, the flesh. Red, the blood. Flax, the intestines. Goat hair, 
our hair. Ram skins dyed red, the skin of the face. Tachash skins, the tent skins, our scalp. Sheetim wood, the bones. Oil for lighting, the eyes. Spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, the nose, mouth, and palate. Shoham stones and gemstones for setting, kidneys and the heart. So there's a dwelling place for us within the physical, within our somatic experience, within the body. Rabbi Shmuel said no, or didn't say no, also. And materials donated for the Mishkan correspond to the heavens. Gold is the sun. Silver, the moon. Copper, the western horizon at sunset. Blue, the sky. Purple, the clouds. Red, the rainbow. Flax, the seraphim. Goats, goatskin, the constellation of Capricorn. Ram skins dyed red, thunder. Tachash skins, lightning. Sheetim wood, shooting stars. Oil for lighting, the seven planets. Spices for the anointing oil and the incense, dew and rain. Shoham stones and gemstones for setting, hail and snow. As the verse says, my dwelling is in the heavens. If you make me a sanctuary on earth, I shall dwell in it. That's the question. Do we make a sanctuary for God to dwell with us? I proposed last night that you are not your body, but you are the thing that hears these words, and you are the consciousness that experiences the body with its blessings and curses, with its ups and downs, with its... Uh, it's pretty real in these bodies, isn't it? And we also experience the the larger body of our planet. This is the only home we have. So these are givens, our body and our place, uh, given in one chapter when the Torah tells us that story. And now 13 chapters to go over the details. These 15 raw materials. What are we going to do with this one precious life? How do we make a sanctuary? Do we make a sanctuary? So often these are, um, oftentimes we're drawn to the narrative of the Torah because it's, uh, we're used to narratives. We are, we are used to cinema. We're used to s- stories. So we can follow when there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and there's some drama. And we get to the parts of the Torah that is law and details. There's Uh, an attempt to, there's a tendency to skim it, right? I just want to point out, though, the repetition here at first is the commandment of Moshe to make a sanctuary, and then the actual doing it. So often, the body and our lives are telling us what to do. Why the repetition? Why repeating it all again? 
doing it. That's the end of the matter. Sofa devarhamasa. All materials can and must be employed and integrated into a whole. So this first aliyah will be a group aliyah. We'll have seven aliyot. The first and the last will be um, aliyot with a kavanah made for them. And if you're called, you can join us up here. The reading begins on page 567, verse 22. There was something called an ephod that in all of the translations is never translated as ephod. Uh, it was a garment of the high priest. And it was woven of pure blue. It had an opening in the middle of it that was like mail, like armor, so that it wouldn't tear. And around the hem, the bottom of this skirt, was a series uh, alternating. Um, verse 26, a bell and a pomegranate. A bell and a pomegranate. So if this is just the inventory of a garment that um, we have no historical evidence of and certainly don't currently use, what is the purpose of this garment? How can we, and, and the aspect of ourselves that is the high priest, make and don and serve in an ephod? So this aliyah is for those of us who need some protection around that opening. The mouth is what was, the mouth of this garment was what allowed us, us to enter into, enter into the, the work at the holy center, the most, um, the highest risk and the highest reward activity that we have in our lives. But this hem is there to protect it from tearing. A protection for ourselves and some sort of reminder to enable us to enter into the opening, which is actually empty. If we want to do that service, we have to go into that place that's beyond where we've been before. The pomegranate is full to bursting. If you're lucky enough to have seen a pomegranate tree, perhaps in Jerusalem or, or somewhere else, if the pomegranate isn't plucked, its seeds continue to ripen until they burst from the skin. A bell. Empty. Ringing. These are the two extremes we're going to encounter when we enter into that opening in the ephod, when we enter into that place of our highest service, which could be extremely simple. It could be the way you tie a shoelace in the morning, or the way you answer the phone, or the job that you know you have to quit to take a new one, or the relationship you have to pair, repair. We're going to encounter a full to bursting in our lives, and we're going to encounter an emptiness. So if you are called to enter that mouth, the opening that will provide sanctuary and space for you to go 
potentially go to those extremes, please come up for the first Aliyah. <laughs>